Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Fiber with you. Normally, Ryan Horvath of BetMGM tonight is with me. Uh, he has off uh, today, so uh, flying solo today, but not flying solo for the whole podcast. Got some company here to start off the podcast. He is the Gravedigger, the Packer Hall of Famer, Gilbert Brown. Gilbert, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, Sparky, anything you got going on, you know your boy going to be there. Well, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, and I, I guess first off and foremost of the draft coming up on the 27th, before we get to the Aaron Rodgers stuff, uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of Packer fans that are looking at this and saying, we want a wide receiver for Jordan Love. We want a tight end for Jordan Love. Uh, and from a defensive standpoint, knowing just how bad that defense was last year, is that really the right play going into this draft, Gilbert? Well, first of all, I want to say, Sparky, I am, I am, I am a fan. Also, and I'm pissed off right now Uh-oh. just because we're wasting too much time still holding on to something when we need to let that go and start getting our new guys some help, period. You know what I'm saying? Stuff holding up and doing this, that, and the other. We got to get our new guy some help. And and, and it's a, and it's going to be a damn shame or it's going to be up against Gouda Kiss or whatever the hell his name is to get that boy some help because he is a, a remarkable quarterback, but he's going to look like a remarkable piece of trash if they don't get him some help. He needs help right now. Okay, so if we say they draft a wide receiver, let's say in the first round, could you look at it and say this is kind of a slap at Aaron Rodgers because they never drafted a wide receiver in the first round for him? No, no, no. Sparky, I, mean, I ain't talking about him no more. We got to all get on the love train. Yeah. And if the love train needs a receiver, get a receiver. We don't care about all that. Who makes what? He don't care. He don't give a damn. He gone. He is, in, he is up there in New York right now getting his team ready. We need to get our team ready. Who cares what he thinks? Looking back at this, do you think the Packers did the right thing by moving up and taking a quarterback in Jordan Love? Now seeing how everything has unfolded since that moment happened in Packers history versus drafting a, a wide receiver like T. Higgins was there from Cincinnati, Ryan Horvath's guy that he wished they would have drafted. Instead right. of drafting somebody like that and going quarterback in that moment, do you right. think there's any regret possibly from the Packers front office as far as how this whole thing played out? Absolutely not. Because here's the thing, Sparky, that, that people don't understand. I am a defensive tackle, nose guard to be exactly. If they draft a first-round nose tackle, why should I be mad? Number one, you got to get ready for the future. Number two, I love competition. Number three, how the hell are you going to tell an organization which which way they need to go? They did this to prepare themselves for this day. How could you be mad about that? Every other position has to go through that. Why should you be the exception? You play just like 10 other guys play on that field. If they need to draft a first-round quarterback just like they need to draft a first-round nose tackle, how can I get mad? I just got to get ready. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't. It don't make sense to me. I totally see what you're saying, and I, I totally get it. I've heard William Henderson uh, tell the story uh, about, you know, being that guy coming in after he's drafted and then having to deal with the fullback that was in front of him. Uh, and no, I knowing that it, the future was going to be him uh, at some point and really being on kind of both sides of it. And you were kind of on the other side of it too, weren't you? When you 
uh, we won't talk about the purple team, but when you got to Green Bay, <laughs> what, what, was it kind of that for you as the young buck coming in, kind of knowing that hopefully the future was going to be you and, and beating out the guys in front of you? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, just battling, just battling for that position between like Yurko and different guys like that. When I when I was out of football from '99 to '01, and they went out and got Russell Maryland. Either you're going to sit there and cry about it or you're going to go back out there and get your job back. It's just plain and simple. So I can't see why you would be mad if they went out and got a quarterback in the first round. It's for the future. It's not saying that that that, that tells me you must doubt your skills. You must really doubt your skills that you think this young buck going to come in here and take your job. Uh-uh. And it never did. It never did materialize because it's the same thing happened to – to, to Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre is the same thing that happened with Jordan Love and and and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's the same thing. So now from that standpoint, let's go to the next piece of this because this has been talked about quite a bit as well. If you're the Green Bay Packers, and again, you don't have a lot of money, would you rather have that veteran backup or do you go the way of bringing in inexperienced guys like the Packers did with Rodgers when they drafted Brom and Matt Flynn in the second and seventh round that year when he was first uh, becoming the starter of the Green Bay Packers. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, uh, uh, Sparky. Uh, uh, it's 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 not long that they need to go out and get some veteran guys in this on on this young team. But they also got to do damage report. And you know what I mean by damage report? What? I'm saying you you got to go to Bakhtiari. You got to go to oh. Aaron Jones. You got to go to these guys that restructured their contract, thinking that this fool was gonna come back. So they free up some money so you can go out and get some players. Now that he's gone, they done did all that restructuring. And if they get rid of Aaron Rodgers, they got a lot of money. You understand what I'm saying? They got a lot of money. Now, now it's up to Gutekis to go out and make the smart decisions. Getting And you got you to gotta take this into consideration too, Sparky. When we won the Super Bowl, as a veteran leader, we had who? Reggie White. You see what I'm saying? Yep. We go down now when Aaron Rodgers and them was going to, to, to the Super Bowl, they had a veteran leader. Who was that? Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What is this team going to do now? We got a lot of young guys. Somebody asked me the other day, Aaron Jones can do it. You can't just push a guy out there to do that. You got to have somebody that's down for the cause, that will do things that other guys won't do, that will walk through fire and tell y'all how to get through it with him. You see what I'm saying? That's the type of veteran leadership you need. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball because you brought up, obviously, two Hall of Fame players in Woodson um, and yeah. Reggie White. Uh, and I don't know if there's a Hall of Famer on the defensive side of the football right now. We'll see Jair Alexander maybe at some point. Who knows? But uh, Kenny Clark, I, I screamed and yelled and have screamed and yelled for the last couple of years that he needs uh, more help on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Or are you thinking edge I'm rusher is a bigger to, need? I, listen, listen, I hate talking bad about folks, but if you pull out the tape and you look at the tape now, what's that kid's name? Larry, Season yeah. Sauce, whatever. Yes. He was, he, I call him Season Sauce. Man, come on. He ain't played a double team yet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and then you got a, a, a dog player like Kenny Clark out there. You have to give him. You always got to have complimentary players, man. If you look at our 96 team, you had Reggie White, you got Sean Jones. You had Santana Dyson, 
you got me for the inside. You see what I'm saying? You got to have a country complimentary player. And I think that's the boy from Georgia. Was it Georgia? Alabama? Devontae it? Wyatt, Georgia. Yeah, yep. That's him. But why did y'all just put him in at the end of the season? Right. Yeah, when you guys, I mean, I ain't saying season saw sucks or anything, but he gone, right? Yeah. And where did he go? Minnesota. Like everybody else. Thank you. That's where he belongs. Yeah, like everybody else. And again, everybody gets on Lowry. That dude was a fourth round pick. I mean, they they got more out of him than probably they have out of other fourth round picks. Parky, all he did was black passes down. I ain't seen him. I, I, I want to see him play a double team, man. I'm, I, I mean, hey, man, I, I'm a defensive lineman. I, I I get mad when I see that type of play, but yep. then they get the praise for getting it. And I'm like, for what? What did he do? I mean, I, I mean, he ain't whooping my ass, so I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you about Quay Walker. Just how good do you think this kid can be? You know what, man? We lost we when we lost your boy, uh, uh, the, uh, the linebacker uh, from Michigan. What's his name? Uh, Michigan. Uh, Gary. Oh, Rashad Gary. Yeah. You know, I think that did something to our defense. And and you you talking about these young guys? Uh, what's the crazy What's the crazy boy that got in trouble hitting the dude on the Quay Walker? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that, that fool, yeah. He, it's leadership skills that we need, man. There's no way that they had a leader out there. Yeah. He would do those. Th- I mean, he did that twice. But again, as a fan, though, Gilbert, people are going to go, well, shouldn't Kenny Walker be that guy? He's been on this defense forever. Why isn't he that leader in the locker room? Who are you talking about, Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark, because he's been there the longest. You know what? It, 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 it ain't by talking, it ain't by running your mouth, man. It's about, it's by, you know, it's kind of, I, I put it like this, man. And, 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 and oh, sometimes some of these great leaders don't come, but once in a lifetime, I'm sitting out there. I'm a young cat. We out there playing Arizona. I'm dog ass tired. I got my hands on, it's hot as hell. I got my hands on my knees and I'm just like, <gasps> and I look down, the, I look down the line and there's Reggie White standing tall with his hands on his hip. He ain't said shit. I'm, oh, he ain't said <laughs> stuff to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's he ain't right. said stuff to me. I just looked at him and I stand up tall, put my hands on my hips. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the type of leader, man. It may not come now. It may be somebody fall into it. But right now, we can't just pick a guy to be it. It's got to. It, he got to show up. He got to take it on himself because he believes that he's a leader. You know what I'm saying? Just because you've been there for eight years. Uh, let's put it this way: If, if, if just because Kabir Bajabia Miller was there for eight years, you think I'm gonna listen to that too? <laughs> but the other you part of this not. too is right, and, and kind of what you were saying is not everybody wants to be a leader. A lot of guys no, just want to do no, their job and, and go home and not have to worry about all the other responsibility. That's a lot of responsibility, man. Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. You got to be. It's draining. It's draining, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody has to be a leader in some form, somehow. It's kind of like it's kind of like like I was saying about like Kabir and Aaron Catman. If it, if if I wasn't there to steer those guys a certain way, ain't no telling what they'd have done. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you got to have those type of certain leaders in certain places. Places, but when I'm talking about that main leader, like a Reggie White or uh, or, or, or 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 a um, Charles Woodson, you know what I'm saying? That's a total leader. You know, you got individual guys all the time. Let's, but you need a total leader that's going to, that, that, that guys will follow through fire. And them two was follow through fire type guys. And it doesn't appear they have those right now for sure. All right. Let, let's talk about pressure. 
because when the Jordan Love pick was made, you know, Goody was excited. LaFleur was excited. You could see him on camera when the pick was made. Everybody else yeah. was mortified by the pick, but they yeah. were excited. They were happy. This was going to be their guy going forward. So how much pressure now is on these two guys in order to get this back to being a playoff team as, as soon as possible with Jordan Love? The pressure's on them, man, because let's take this for I always tell people, I said, if 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 the Green Bay Packers was a car, let's say a high octane Ferrari, okay, and you love that Ferrari, but that Ferrari just hit somebody, okay? Now, do you get mad at the Ferrari or do you get the mad at the guy that's driving the Ferrari? You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people need to know where that deflection is because there's no one which we which we need to talk about next. There is no one guy better than the Ferrari because everybody got something to do with that Ferrari. Everybody done got in that Ferrari. Everybody in there, there is not one guy better than the Ferrari or the guy that's driving is going to be the one everybody cares about instead of the Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like now that I'm though, that kind of like when the guy said, arguably, I am the best Green Bay Packer of all time. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I, 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 he's on his own. I, he's just on his own he, planet. I, whatever. He, he, I think, I think all the guys that's dead even rose up and said, "Huh? Yeah. Are you kidding me?" Yeah, no. So, it, so think this out, Sparky. They got a bowl. Okay, they put in Don Hudson. They put in Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. They put in uh, 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 Bart Starr, Jerry Kramer. They put in all these guys in a bowl. The guy gonna reach his hand in there, move all the names aside, and pull out Aaron Rodgers. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he uh, he's something. He he is definitely something. No question about that. Oh my god! So let's let's take this a step farther now. What should mm-hmm. expectations be for the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love? Because Matt LaFleur came out and, and was trying to damper expectations uh, for Jordan Love and this Packers team going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And my my thought on it is I wouldn't have done that. My, my thought would have been, I don't care who the quarterback is of this football team. Uh, we're, we're expecting to compete for the playoffs. And, and once we get there, compete and go to a Super Bowl, regardless if it's Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, or anybody else, that's the expectation year to year for the Green Bay Packers. That, that's how we're going to go forward. That's what, what I that, would have said. That That's obviously that not the way they chose to go. Sparky, what does that show you? Is there a confidence thing? Yes, there is a big confidence issue right now, I think, and their belief in Jordan Love. That's how I read it. Well, that's 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 what I'm saying, man. That's that's why my my new my I've been telling everybody my new slogan: is, Let's get on the love train. Yeah, people all over the world <laughs> love train, and that's the thing, man. It's kind of like, man, it you still living in the past, Mister Lafleur or whatever your name is. Yeah, you need to go out here and tell your GM this is the guy we need. This is the veteran we need. We got to build our team around number ten now. Somebody asked me to say, oh, just because he's black, can he do what uh, Jerry, 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 what's his name, Hurts and, and, and uh, Mahomes and, and, and uh, Fields? Somebody did not ask no. you that. They did. Though. Come on, man. Really? You got to understand something. You got to understand something. All three of those or four of those guys are different. Their body types are different. Their skills are different. To me, number 10, number 10 is more of a pocket passer thank you more of a pocket passer than just a take off and run guy you see what i'm saying 
Mm-hmm. And, and and what we got to do is we got to wipe the Aaron Rodgers out of the out of the offense, and we got to cater to number ten now, get to what his needs are, not what number 12's needs were. We got to do what number 10's needs are because then he won't have no excuses to be the best quarterback he needs to be if you get him what he wants. Period. What are your expectations for this team? I'm, I, you know, I'm the wrong guy to ask that, Sparky, because I, I'm, I'm, I bleed green and gold. I love my team. I get pissed off because now they need to get rid of 12 and let's get on 10, get him what he needs. You know what I'm saying? Because now all this stuff is holding us up before draft when they can say, hey, man, Jets, you know what? Just take it. Just take it. So we get our money back now. We need to draft for what we need to, and we need to go out and get some bona fide veterans. Why are we still sitting here playing these games with the Jets? And you know, at the end of the day, when he retires, don't throw away your 12 jerseys. Don't do nothing because when he's dead now, he's going to come back as a Packer. Sure. But my issue with it is. What the hell is the Jets? What yeah, the hell but, is the Jets? Well, just like Brett Favre with the Jets. But, but my issue is this. Why in the world would you say, oh, you want to go to the Jets? Okay, we'll only talk with the Jets. Why wouldn't you open it up to everybody and say, look, we're going to take best offers and then we'll tell you who the best offers are from. And then you could figure out amongst those teams where you want to go. If San Francisco has a, a significantly better offer than the Jets, then that should be the team you're trying to push him towards. If the Patriots uh, all of a sudden are in play and they've got a better offer, then that should be the team you're trying to push him towards. I don't understand why Sparky, in the world Sparky. we're at the mercy of Aaron Rodgers at this point. Sparky, right now, the Jets have no morals anyway. You see what I'm saying? They're going to take whatever they can get. And 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 you got to look at it as a uh, as a high profile like the 49ers. If 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 Aaron Rodgers had five more years in him, then they'd probably jump on. You know what I'm saying? But listening to Aaron Rodgers talk, you know, he's going to do these two and then go sit down somewhere. He's going right. to he got two chances to get to the Super Bowl. And now he's building a team to do that. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, you got who, Tim who, Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> who else, who else is going to take that type of chance but the Jets? Because the Jets ain't never been there. You know what blows my mind? What's that? Is when 12 is retired. In Jetland, did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. They, didn't they say? Uh, I thought who was it? Is it Namath that Broadway has it? Broadway Joe. Yeah, Namath. Yeah. Is Broadway Joe said if y'all get him, he can wear my number. Yep. <laughs> I said, Are you kidding me? Yep. Omg, Omg, this world is crazy. I love me some Aaron Rodgers, but Omg, he needs a straightener. Yeah, no doubt about it. Gilbert Brown, the Grave Digger Packer Hall of Famer, joining us here on Current and Law. Gilbert, I know you got to roll, but hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on Current Law, man. Really appreciate it. Have a good day. Hey, man, thank you, man. Love hanging out with you. Take care. There he is, Gilbert Brown on Curd and Long. A uh, pleasure uh, having him on. Uh, let's move on. We got one other topic here uh, on Curd and Long with uh, me, Steve Sparky Fiber, flying solo. Follow me. Uh, on Twitter at uh, Sparky Radio. There is a piece on Sports Illustrated's website, uh, si.com, that says nine NFL GMs under the most pressure to nail the 2023 draft. And it's funny because I literally was reading through this article expecting to see the Green Bay Packers on this list. And they're not. But let me tell you who is on this list. Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions, are on this list. Now, again, listen, 
he did an unbelievable job turning that Detroit Lions program around in quick fashion in one year. Now, again, it's harder to have staying power uh, than it is just to make the turnaround. Yeah, you could have a great year, but can you sustain it going forward? A lot of people are picking the Lions to win the division. I am struggling thinking there's a lot of pressure on him. He's got two picks, six and 18. And at this point, if you're asking where did 18 came from or come from uh, at this point, I I, I want to see what exactly happens with those picks. You know, a lot of people seem to think that they may go Robinson, uh, the running back out of Texas. Uh, there's a lot of people that think they may go wide receiver uh, again at some point uh, to help Jared Goff going forward. And the majority of people seem to think that defense should be the angle because that's where they struggled the most, obviously, like one of the historically worst defenses ever. No, they beat the Packers, but that that was the case. So they they are in a position to have two really good defensive players here at six and 18. At six, guys, the best player in this draft prior to his little off-the-field incident was Carter, the defensive lineman from Georgia. There is a real, real possibility that that dude could be sitting there for the Detroit Lions at six. Could be right there, best player in the draft. Coming in was the best player. Then he gets in the off-the-field off the uh, stuff, racing and so forth, and then he comes to do the workout, and he's, what was it, six pounds overweight, nine pounds overweight, whatever. So now people are questioning you know, how much does he wanted, how distracted is he, da 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 da. If he's there at six, I think you got to take him to the Detroit Lions. Either way, I I I'm sorry, I, I don't care really what happens with this draft. He is locked in and safe with the Detroit Lions after what they did last year. I don't see any way that there there's a lot of pressure on him. Now this is another one I don't get. Money awesome for first year general manager of the Cardinals. How is there any pressure on a first year GM, folks? It, it just can't be. So I, now I go to the next the next name on the list. And again, I swear to God, like I could make it a, an argument, I think for most of these guys, as far as why Brian Gutekunst deserves to be on this list over the guys that are on this list. Like it just, it boggles my mind. Now here, this one here makes sense. Nick Casario with the Texans. No question, he should be under pressure. Now, for him, it's kind of like the Colts here when they drafted Peyton Manning and it was Manning or Ryan Leaf, they had to make a decision. And then whatever one they went with, uh, the Chargers would get kind of the other one. Uh, in that case, it was Ryan Leaf. In this situation here with the Texans, they're in the Chargers position from that draft. We're there too. So they're going to take whatever team doesn't go number one at this point. So if Young doesn't go one and he falls to two, he doesn't go to Carolina, then Young is a Texan or Stroud. Or if they roll the dice and go Richardson, that's even a bigger gamble. But I don't believe that even Nick Casario is under any pressure because he's going to be given, what, three years at least, maybe four years, with whoever the quarterback is that he drafts to take to the next level. He's going to get three or four years. Brian Gutekunst is going to get three or four years with Jordan Love to figure this out before they move on from Brian Gutekunst? I, I don't I don't seem to think he's going to get that same leeway. Maybe I'm wrong. Chris Ballard of the Colts. Same as Casario, if you're drafting a quarterback this year, Jim Irsay is going to give him another three or four years to see if the young quarterback can work out. 
It's going to be the same thing. Again, I argue that Goody was not going to get four years of Jordan Love if they're winning six games, seven games, five games, seven games, six games. There's no chance he's getting that long because you've had Jordan Love sitting for three years. Brian Gutekunst, in my mind, has two years to make this work. If they are not in the playoffs in the next two seasons, I don't believe he has a job. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I would be really surprised if in two years, if they're not a playoff team, that that GM still has a job. And furthermore, it will be interesting to see what that happens with Matt LaFleur. Because Matt LaFleur, going into last year, hey, let's say back in the day, he was a cat's meow. Is that a 70s term or something like that? Right? 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins. Never lost back-to-back games. Matt LaFleur, ooh, what a tire that was. Well, if he stumbles and falls now here the next couple of years after what happened last year and missing the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be some pressure on him too. Scott Fitterer of the Panthers. Here is another one. He traded a lot, yes, to go up to one for the Panthers to make that pick. Has he had a, a great run of getting quarterbacks there? Uh, no. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. Yeah, no, it hasn't worked out. This is his last chance. But again, I say, got three or four years, regardless of who they take at one, to get this right. So I don't think he's under under pressure. Now, Diggs Eigler for the Raiders, that's different. I think this dude is under some serious pressure. Now, the latest report I've seen out of Las Vegas is that they are working out all of the top quarterbacks with themselves, just the Raiders, team workouts. So that means... You've got Young working out for him, Stroud's working out for him, and then the next two coming in, I believe, uh, is going to be Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson are going to work out, and apparently they already worked out Levis, the quarterback for Kentucky, which tells me that odds are they're going to try and make a move to get up to three would be my guess. The Cardinals are sitting pretty right now. And going back to the Cardinals that Monty Austin for, they're sitting pretty. I mean, they could take either the top two defensive players at three and not add draft capital, or they can figure out how far do they want to move down, what picks they want for this year and next year, maybe the year after that, in order to move down. I think if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I'm out of there. Somebody wants to give me a boatload of picks, and I move down 10, 12 spots, fine. No big deal. I mean, I'd, I'd be open for that all day long. Rand Carthon's on this list of the Tennessee Titans. Come on, man. He just got the job. It, you know Tannehill's not that guy. That's not his guy. He didn't draft Malik Willis either because he didn't look very good last year either. So he's going to get his own young quarterback at some point here. There's zero pressure on Ryan Carthon. Bill Belichick of the Patriots, I don't know. I, I have no idea. To be honest with you, I, I don't know that relationship uh, between Robert Kraft uh, and Bill Belichick. I don't know it enough to know whether or not that Kraft would be like, Bill? Been a little bit of a struggle here lately. Haven't been to the Super Bowl in a little bit. Kind of got to figure this out, buddy, or we're going to have to move on. Does he say that to him? All the Super Bowls that Belichick has had that Patriots team in and won with Bill Belichick? What were they before Bill Belichick? I mean, Parcells got them there. And they got beat pretty handily by our Green Bay Packers. But Belichick made a dynasty. Now, I'm not a big fan of lifetime passes. And if you've 
followed me on the radio all these years while I've been on 1250 in Milwaukee since 2005, you know I'm not a big fan. Like the whole Intend We Trust stuff back in the day of Ted Thompson. I was completely anti that. Was never a fan of that because that type of blind loyalty that exists with fans to GMs or coaches, I'm just not, I, I can't do it. I can't because I don't think anybody's perfect. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. You're not perfect, right? None of us are perfect. So to say, oh, I trust them, but whatever it is, it'll work. No, you should have your own opinion. If you think a player is good or bad one way or the other, fine. Now, if you don't have an opinion and you don't follow sports enough one way or the other and you just say, ah, whatever, it works for me. Fine. Okay, I get that. But to say that people that watch the game one way or the other shouldn't have an opinion different than the GM or the coach, uh, we're just going to agree to disagree. Just because I'm not on the payroll and just because you're not on the payroll doesn't mean you can't have an opinion. Your opinion may be wrong. My opinion may be wrong. Their opinion may be right. But that shouldn't limit you to having an opinion uh, because of it. And I think Patriots fans, uh, early on, we're all about, yeah, Bill Belichick's a man. Whatever Bill says, let's go. Now it feels like people are starting to question where he's at and how good they are, right? You've got Mac Jones there as a quarterback. Mac Jones, Jordan Love, who do you want? I bet you, if you went around and asked a bunch of Packer fans, not having seen Jordan Love hardly play at all, a majority of Packer fans would say, Jordan Love, that's our guy. I'd rather have him than Mac Jones. And now there's all these reports out there that maybe they're going to trade Mac Jones. Maybe they'll make a run in Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that'll happen if this Jets deal falls through. Don't know. I I, I am uh, kind of surprised that this Jets deal isn't done. Because as we talked about in the last Kurt Long podcast about the holdup and the holdup being that the Jets want something back if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play in 2024. That apparently is, is the big holdup. And it doesn't appear Goody is moving off of that. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't offer to give him anything back either. There, there's just no chance. None. If I guess, let me put it this way. This, I guess, would be where I'd be at if I was Goody. If the deal is, is being reported by Charles Robinson. If it's a second round pick to the Packers this year, and if it's a second round pick to the Packers with a chance to go to a first round pick, depending on where they are finished in the playoffs in 2024, if that's, if we are all agreeing on that, and now the argument is compensation, I think it's, it's simple then. I think if you're the Packers, you just tell the Jets. So this is the deal. Deal is, we want, if he plays, in 2024, then we want another, I don't know, third round pick or fourth round pick in 2025. If he doesn't play, no pick, you can keep the pick and we're all set. Because they're arguing that they they, they should get something back if he leaves. But I think if you're good, you should argue, well, great. Then I should get something if he plays. So let's figure out what the pick is. If he plays, we get another pick in 2025. It doesn't have to be a first-round pick. It could be a third-round pick, whatever, fourth-round pick, whatever it is. You get another pick in 2025 if he plays in 24. If he doesn't play in 25, then it's null and void and nothing happens. You don't get the pick. You don't give them a pick, and it's over. Because I think if I'm Goody, I'm arguing the exact opposite of what the Jets are arguing. They're arguing, well, if he doesn't play? My argument is, and what if he does? In fact, if he does, we should get something else because now you got him for two years. This second and this second, that could be a first, is for this year. That's that's what this is all about. This isn't about thinking he's going to play more than one year. But if you're thinking, well, if he plays a second year, we want something. Well, so do we. That that's how I go about it. I, I'm just I'm just happy 
that Brian Gutekunst isn't just rolling over um, and playing daddy, just giving him up, just give him up, because I'm not a fan of that. Uh, another name on this is Tom Telesco of the Chargers. He's the last name on the list. Uh, and that one I would believe, because it's put up or shut up time for the Chargers. We've heard all this stuff about Justin Herbert and how great he is, and Austin Eckler, who wants to trade now the running back, and so forth. Uh, but they've got to push this. Uh, they have got to push this across the finish line here at some point. Uh, and if Tom Telesco, who I think is a really good GM, but if he can't get it, then yeah, maybe it's time to move on uh, with the Chargers uh, as well. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Curd and Log. My thanks to Packer Hall of Famer, the Grave Digger Gilbert Brown. That was amazing. Always like having Gilbert Brown on. And uh, of course, we'll have Ryan Horvath back in the saddle again the next time we record Curd and Long coming up on Monday. Don't forget. Download these podcasts wherever you download podcasts. And we are also on YouTube now on the Odyssey Sports page, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey Sports page on YouTube. The Green and Growing Bucks podcast is there. This podcast is there. The Spare Time Bowling Show podcast, talking about the PBA Tour, uh, is there as well. Videos download a couple days after the audio loads on all the podcast platforms. Have a good one. Toodles.